Welcome to All Electric Conversations, where we talk with pioneers in traveling with electric vehicles. We're your hosts, Katie and Steve Krivolovic of the All Electric family. From road trips and towing to daily life, we'll hear stories of wanderlust and progress to inspire your own adventures with All Electric Conversations. We are here with Andre and Audrey, who we had the pleasure of meeting at the Charged Rally this year. And so then we invited them to come on and tell us a little bit about their adventures. So let's just start by having you guys tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourselves and what you guys have for a setup. Both of us have kind of odd schedules, which makes camping meaning we can sometimes go in the middle of the week. Um, so we have a, a two thousand. 2022 Model Y Performance, that's his daily driver. And then last summer we got a 2022 A-Liner Classic, which is a hard-sided pop-up camper, um, kind of pops up into an A-frame, uh, which is really nice for being lightweight and um, easy to tow and also fits in the garage. So we're both veterinarians and we have crazy hours, right? She works with small animals. I work with large animals as an agricultural consultant. So saying that's my daily driver, I actually use it for work and I put a lot of miles on it. So on average, 3,500 miles a month, a little more sometimes on my Tesla. And this is my third Tesla because of that. So I just put a lot of miles on them and it's company requirements to not uh, have a car with a lot of miles because because of safety so my company requires us to have low mileage so i pretty much have to put like order after order after order for a car <laughs> because i just put a lot of miles in them and have to keep replacing them and this time i got a model i uh model i, I decided to go with the performance one because you know a little uh, 30 miles of range i don't think is a big deal here in the midwest and i was like let's get the hitch adapter and Told something with it. And Audrey said, let's get a camper. Yes. I'm like, sounds great. Let's go with that. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's how we started and that's how we're going right now. That's awesome. So you've had three Teslas, it sounds like. How many miles have you had on each one of those Teslas or how many miles have you put all together in an electric vehicle? So I had, my first Tesla was a Model 3, 2018. I bought it right at uh, right at the end of 2018, and my in-law actually has that Tesla, and he was at the Charge Rally. That's the one they brought at the Charge Rally. Yes, yeah. Close to us there, a blue Model 3. I put uh, a little more than 80,000 miles on that car, and then I had a Model S Long Range Plus, uh, 2020 Long Range Plus. I put 68,000 miles on that, and I already have, and I. I got this Model Y performance in June, and I have 20, 23,000 miles on it so far. Uh, yeah, the Model S long range, I miss the range on that car, but I don't miss the 2012 technology on it, you know. <laughs> so the slope of the back, getting the small human child in and out, I, it was hard yeah. to do without hitting his head on the roof line. Yeah, we have so an 18. The model, the model Y is so much better for kid stuff. Yeah. We have an 18-month uh, toddler, and I had to be super careful about hitting his head on the Model S all the time. And I'm like, ah, I got I have to upgrade for something a little larger. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting because when we had a Model S, I, I always, but we didn't have young 
kids. Well, yeah, we did. I mean, he was one, I think. Yeah. Right? So, so. I liked it for all the stores that it had. And so, in my head, I was thinking, you know, um, that would be a good thing. But that is a great, great thing to talk about, especially with young kids yeah. like that. So. Yeah, no, the it's it's much better than the S for getting him in and out. Um, he loves the car. He thinks that's the greatest thing ever. He likes the noises that it makes. He thought the light show was fantastic when we watched it before New Year's Eve. He thinks that's just the best thing that's ever happened. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our, our kids, you know, because we have the X, so, you know, we got mm -hmm. the wings going and everything, and oh, my gosh, that was, they, yeah. like, you know, middle of the summer, they're like, play the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not Christmas. Let's, let's not do that one today. <laughs> I think that that's what Tesla does, right? Like they bring out the kid and all of us a little bit because <laughs> anytime you're driving a Tesla in the neighborhood, they're like, Tesla, like they still love yeah. that thing. So it is. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I mean, it's not like, it's not like I'm not fascinated by other cars, right? We, we have a reservation for a Rivian. We, we were looking forward for that. But um, for me and for the work I do in the Midwest, traveling the Dakotas, both Dakotas, Iowa and Minnesota, all over the place, I need the charging infrastructure that Tesla provides. And I need the quick infrastructure, too, because I just need to get somewhere for a meeting. So my time is on a schedule. So yeah, that's that's what I decided to go with. So you 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 brought up that you are kind of in the up north region, and you know this doesn't have to do with the towing piece, but it's a question that you know everybody asks a lot, which is, how does it do in a cold climate? How, what have you found? How does it perform with you know the extreme temperatures? So that's a great question. So I have experience <laughs> with either a PTC car, which was the Model Three and the S and now a heat pump car right um and the ptc cars the three and the s they used to lose i'd say i would have only 60 percent max of their range so i used to lose 40 percent of their range in cold cold days I'm, I'm talking about minus 20 fahrenheit minus 10 fahrenheit and i'm driving towards the the wind like going to fargo or going to north dakota Right. Mm -hmm. Then I only had 55-60% range. It's That's how it was. The heat pump car, the, the Model Y, is actually interesting. I have not dipped from 75%. Even in the coldest days with strong headwinds, 75% is, is the, the lowest I'm getting on that car. So nice. I'm actually really impressed and, and I love it that the heat pump it keeps me nice and warm and looking at that new screen, um, new energy screen that Tesla just updated lately. Um, I'm so used to a PTC car that I, I run my energy, my, my climate low, and I, I try to, <laughs> to do all of that. And with this new screen, each drive I take, it says, oh, you save 2% on with your climate. You save 3% in your drive with your climate control. So I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, that... bes besides that one of the nicest things is one day when i went to carrington north dakota uh it was minus minus 20 with a windshield that was i don't know minus way more than that <laughs> and uh the guy that i work with he said oh your car is not gonna start because my car didn't start this morning 
And I'm like, guess what? My car has been warming up for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, You're like, I'm going to get into a nice roasty car. <laughs> yeah, that blew his mind because he has a diesel. And he's like, wait, really? It, it, it was fine? I'm like, didn't even flinch. Started right away. It's nice and warm. I don't even need to clean the snow. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> the best so, part. <laughs> it, it really is the best part. So that is so interesting that you got, you know, basically, roughly, maybe even a little bit more than 50% more efficient with that heat pump. That, yeah. That's kind of what I've been reading. It's, you know, a third uh, to 50% more efficient. Um, and so that's great to hear that real world um use case so yeah and and you know like i said i'm kind of a data geek so i have scanned my tesla in my car and i keep looking at that the nice thing is after you charge it you know the battery uh goes to 58 degrees celsius i use celsius because that's what i like using it's what yeah, i grew yeah. up using yeah. it goes to 58 degrees celsius toasty right i start driving and i can see on that app that my heat pump is not on i'm just pulling heat out of that battery to heat up the cabin and it makes a huge difference you know it's just cooling the battery while it's warm in the car and it, it works really well huh that's awesome yeah that's super nerdy and super awesome <laughs> <laughs> but i love that stuff so yeah that's the stuff we like to hear now i want to go get one <laughs> oh dear let's we got enough evs around here hold on no, we don't. there's never enough you have a couple kids that'll be driving soon right exactly yeah In yeah five no, years yeah i don't know if they need i don't know if they need a rivian and a lightning to be driving around though 800 horsepower for a brand new driver that doesn't sound like a good plan but okay so with the towing like so you just started this past summer. What's the furthest that you have taken your your setup? Where where have you guys gone with it? I think Iowa might have been the furthest we've gone. We went, we went north to Itasca to the headwaters of the Mississippi. And then we went, our very first trip was only like 25 miles just to mm -hmm. test Gotta everything. That shakedown, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we went east and then we went north up to Itasca, which was really cool. And then I think Iowa is probably the furthest. The problem that we run into in the Midwest is that this kind of the last place that they're building out chargers. So mm -hmm. it's been, luckily Andre has driven enough that he's very good with like, oh, we have, we're this efficient. We can go this many miles. I had no, I have this many kilowatts left in my battery. And so I just trust him to do all of the math and make sure that we get where we're supposed to be. Um, yep, yep. But it, <laughs> It's been, sometimes we're like, okay, we need to stop here and we need to stop here. Especially when we came back from Amana, there was a huge headwind. And so yeah. we stopped, I think, at every charger on the way up. Um, yeah, it was a windy it, weekend. <laughs> it was very windy. We were great. The way down was great. The way up yeah. was, it, we had stopped a lot. Yeah, it was, uh, so that was 290 miles from our house all the way to Amana. Mm -hmm. And on the way down, it was, it was piece piece of cake, I'd say. Uh, we stopped in Rochester at the supercharger, charged up to 92%, something like that. Then we went to, then we started driving south. And the next supercharger we arrived at, I don't know if it was Watertown, I think so. We got there with 3%. And I was, I was just touching the accelerator because I knew if I punched that, the car would just shut down. 
at that level or I, or I would expect so or be fearful of that, right? Yeah. So I was just touching the accelerator. We can make it. Um, but on the way up between Watertown and Rochester, uh, there was a shell recharge charger. Um, and I have the CCS adapter and plugged in. We got the 60, around 60 kilowatts on that. But I knew I wasn't going to make it. I, I just knew I wasn't going to make it. So I, I was like, let's go to this sh shell recharge, punch it. So I did drive fast, used up all those kilowatts, but I'm like, might as well. I'm going to stop there anyway. So I might yeah. as well just use, use it up and, and go faster, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot in our, in our car too. I'm like, what, why, why are you, you know, 10 above the speed limit? He's like, well, I got to use up all my energy so we can get a charge. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> right? The speed limit. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, allegedly. That may, may be happening. It's on a closed course. <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> yeah. Yeah, that those on the way back from Amana, we had to stop at uh, that shell recharge as well. And so, um, well, one of those. It, mm -hmm. Did you have to download a different app to get that? Go. Well, I have all those apps. Oh, you do? Because I drive everywhere i have i've had a chatamo adapter since uh, for a long time now so i have all those apps because sometimes i just stop in the middle of nowhere there's nothing no charger yeah i'm yeah. like i gotta find a 50 50 kilowatt something around here yeah yeah so yeah that's true i didn't think of that so. yeah but i yeah. i have shell recharge that's one that i have and pretty much all the other ones in the in, the, in minnesota there's one called zef charge that we have a ton of 50 kilowatts all over the place for that oh, okay nice and what what's your average consumption would you say with towing so we have a pop-up camper right which mm -hmm. uh i'd love to see you guys toy with a truck actually and see what consumption you get on that yeah. because it kind of stays just behind the Model Y. There are some areas of aerodynamics there, but it's mostly just behind it. Uh, without wind, in a, in a good day, I get between 500 and 550 watt hours per mile. Uh, with that wind, for example, coming back from Amana, we were hitting 750, 800 yeah. watt hours. Uh, but one day coming back from Itasca Park, we had uh, 15 mile an hour tailwind that day it was great we were making 320 330 <laughs> miles per mile it was fantastic it was like driving normally a normal yeah, yeah. that's amazing we could go anywhere <laughs> yeah, that day was yeah so what's been the hardest part of towing you know with an ev or you know what have your experience has been um Probably the calculations of trying to figure out how far we can go and where our chargers need to be um, to try to get to where we're going. Some of the, there's a brand new charger in two harbors, uh, Minnesota. And so that opens up kind of the North Superior Lakeshore region to us, which nice. before, if we wanted to go up there, um, we have a 2016 Chevy Silverado, which is what I'm currently driving. And so we would have, we would take that and it, so it, basically doesn't impact the range of that truck much at all because it hardly yeah. we're not anywhere close yeah. to my towing limit but um now that opens up 
kind of more of the region up there where we were like, eh, if we want to go there, we have to make different kind of plans. And so now yeah, um, that's probably the most difficult part. Um, and then maybe getting to the plug at the chargers. <laughs> so yeah. we, on the way down, we got pretty lucky. I think we only unhooked once when we went down to Amana. Yeah. On the way up, I think we had to unhook every time because yeah. they're the way people were parked and the there's just no towing chargers at any of those chargers going up. So, um. yeah. And it makes it, you know, having the charger and the rear of the Tesla makes it so much harder. That was one of the things that when we switched and we were like, oh, we don't have to unhook as often because, you know, it's at the front of the car. So you can get a little bit more creative with how you pull in and, and get yeah. to the charger. Yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely frustrating because it's like it would be so easy for them to make <laughs> chargers that you can pull through and you can, you know, still hook up to a trailer, but it, they just don't do it very often. Yeah, it's all yeah. over Norway, so I don't know why they can't just make it here. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. Now, one of the other biggest challenge that I want to talk about is payload. Yeah. Payload on the Model I is complicated. So our pay... <laughs> Yeah, our payload for our car is 859 pounds. So 860 pounds, that's not much, right? Okay. And the max tongue weight is only 350 pounds. Hmm. So first time we told, you know, we set up the camper, we put it in the car, and the car just sunk in the back. And we're like, oh, we have to shift things around. We shifted things around, but I went to a CAT scale to make sure things were looking good and things yeah. were not looking good when I went to that cat scale. The tongue weight was more than maxed out, of course. And the payload of the car was also above the limit. Where but mm -hmm. our, we were well below our towing limit. Yeah. So yeah. people end up being way over in their payload before you hit, like you could tow a lot, but if you're not balanced, then your tongue weight and your payload capacity yeah. is kind of where you end up limiting out before your towing yeah. limit which is what most people all that's all that they think about yeah, yeah so and the the stock wheels and tires of the model y too the 21 inch with those very small tires that's what we were using at the beginning uh i don't think those, those are very good for towing as well so in one of our towing adventures uh, we were going through a construction area it could be the payload or it could be the construction we don't know but we got a we had a blowout so one of our tires just blew and the, the rear tire just blew and i had to get you know another another tire luckily we were only about 20 minutes from home so i left him and took everybody else and went home and got the got the truck and yeah. we swapped everything out so yeah, yeah. so that's when we decided, and actually at the charge rally, everybody was like, really? You added that? That's when we decided to add a weight distributing hitch. Mm -hmm. It made a huge difference in how much, how we distributed the weight across the whole rig instead of just everything being in the middle. It kind of mm -hmm. evened things out and gave us a little bit more flexibility and kind of safety and keeping things from kind of reacting the way you expect them to. Yep. And, you know, I, ha I had more uh, control of the front axle and the front tires as well after doing that. Uh, I also switched and I put 19-inch uh, Martian wheels in my car with uh, 
beefier tires that actually have more payload resistance to them. So that made that made a huge difference. And after doing that, and of course we did some work in the trailer too, and to work on that tongue and the weight distribution of it. So now we have a 250 pound tongue weight measured at the CAT scale. Our payload is at 750. So we're actually not maxed out on payload. Then we learned to put everything on top of the axle of the trailer. Since the trailer is so light, our trailer is only 2000 yeah. pounds. Wow. So we, we learned to put everything, all the weight on the, that axle. So now it's driving really well, actually. Yeah, that, and that was a question I had because, you know, I think you hear more about the Model X's towing things and everybody, you know, when they're doing it, they're doing it with the Model X. So, you know, how does the Y, you know, handle it as far as even like power and, and feeling it behind you and all that kind of stuff? It's amazing. It tows <laughs> So I've towed, I have horses and I've towed since I was 16 with trucks and horse trailers that are big and heavy as you're putting you know thousands of pounds back there yeah and you can always feel it back there and your takeoffs are slow and your stopping is slow um you can't even feel the trailer behind the y you're driving along you're looking in your mirror you're like oh there's there's something back there so <laughs> yeah. he gives me a hard time because i'm used to pulling much larger trailers and he's like you don't really need to swing out like quite that far. <laughs> like, the trailer's only fifteen feet long. Like you can you can just make like a normal turn. So <laughs> I will say that it's a lot less stressful to haul a trailer with no live animals in it. Hauling with live <laughs> animals is a little nerve wracking. Yeah. So you can't make any like sharp stops where you're gonna you're affecting the animals behind you. But yeah. Uh, but yes, it it's definitely different and the torque is just you can get on a highway and if you need to get out of the way of somebody, it, the power is there. You don't have to kind of ramp up your RPMs and think it that far ahead in order to get in and around somebody. So no, you can't even feel it. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's good to know. Cause sometimes you just think the smaller vehicle and it's immediately going to not be as, as good at it, but it's good to hear you why is still good too. <laughs> If you weren't concerned about safety and stopping distance, I the Y could the Y could pull my horse trailer. Yeah, you'd probably feel that, but I would definitely could. It has definitely got the power to do that. Yeah, safety and stopping distance maybe not so much. I wouldn't pull it along, <laughs> but you, if you were in a confined area and you wanted to just see, I'm sure that it could tow it no problem. Yeah, pull the pull the what? What do they do? Like a jet? Like a yeah giant plane <laughs> with with the X? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it was like a giant plane. Yeah. Or the lightning towed a ton of train cars. Oh, know. yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it's just all that torque you were talking yeah. about. Mm -hmm. it's, <clears throat> it's amazing off the line <laughs> yeah. what these vehicles can do with a trailer behind it. It's, yeah. Yeah, and it, you guys are exactly right. Like, um, sounds like you, uh, Audrey, have towed even more than... Uh, I have it's always been the setup like it's making sure there's not too much tongue weight and not you know it's it's all about that um, the way that it feels like if you have too much tongue weight the thing uh, as Andre was talking about like you don't have much steering and so people I don't think understand that as I'm driving down the interstate and seeing mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like this <laughs> it's like oh my word that is not safe and 
yeah. uh, like you were talking earlier, the stopping distance on that is horrible. It's, you know, yeah. if you, yeah, I, I am. The ability, the ability to get out of a situation is a huge mm -hmm. benefit for these electric cars because you just have all of that torque available sure. immediately. If you need to get away from somebody that's driving not well, you can. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really nice to have. Yeah. So do you guys ever use your trailer like when you are at the stops or since you have to pop it up, do you usually like leave it down and just go use whatever's around you? We leave it down. Yeah. It, it takes a while to set up and because we have to take everything, fold everything down, everything's kind of stored on the floor. So even if we did pop it up, we'd have to move everything and we'd probably be done charging by then. <laughs> yeah, right. But, <laughs> like, well, we're done. Let's take it back down again. <laughs> yeah, but you know, one of the philosophies we have, and mostly by having a, an infant and now now a toddler, is it's not about the destination; it's about the journey too. Because I mean, if you if you're stressing out about I need to get there at this time, I need to go fast. And I mean, don't do that with a trailer. That's my my recommendation. Something always is going to happen. You have to give yourself time and patience through it, right? And we're when we're charging. I mean, why not just go explore a little store that's out there or go buy some food and, I mean... Take your time to go out to lunch and sit down and have, like, a real lunch instead yeah. of, you know, eating fast food drive through and, you know, take the time to make it interesting or explore the area or go for a walk. Stretch your yeah. legs. It yeah. just makes it nice to have those options. And it's, it's only 40 minutes, 45 maybe if you're trying to stretch it. And I mean, we have to change a diaper, get him entertained, feed the baby, you know, walk around because he wants to stretch his legs, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, sometimes it's just too short. Sometimes yeah. we're like, I'm telling her, I'm ready. And she's like, the baby's <laughs> not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> so, I'm not ready yet. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's let it charge for like up to 100, which takes a long time. But I'm like, great, let's yeah. get, get yeah. everything together and go. Oh, yeah. Especially, I mean, we've got three of them. So, you know, sometimes I'm like, go faster, go faster. Dad's, dad's ready. We got to, let's move it. You guys, it, it's just, you think it, it sounds so long because in your head, you know, you, you make out that a, a stop at a gas station is five minutes and then you start figuring it out and watching it and you're like, nope, we are spending 30 minutes at the gas station, even when we're getting gas because of all of the other things that we have to do to get everybody back in the car and happy and, and back down the road and, yeah. and pushing it and, and going so fast. It just takes the joy out of it. And it's just, it's, it's good to be forced to slow down. We've been yeah. so much happier on our trips when we've been like slowing down and enjoying the journey. And it sounds like that's kind of been what you guys have experienced too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. When we, uh, <clears throat> you know, we're towing with F three fifty. It was stressful just to get fuel, and and sometimes even with F three fifty, we would stop. And I timed it one time. It still took like twenty five thirty minutes. And so it, you know, you add fifteen extra minutes, and you're actually not stressed about getting out of there the entire time because you know you have to be there for you know, like you were saying, 40, 45 minutes at times, it, it's way more pleasant. And this, this is different too, because you're in a venture with your family. So you want to enjoy that whole time. 
if you know I was towing uh, for a living, you know, and time is money, as everybody says on the internet, uh, you know, then it's there's difference there. I I can understand that. You know, I'd put a hundred gallon. Uh, auxiliary tank in the back of my truck and you know <laughs> keep going forever. but that's totally different this is family time this is so I, i'm really happy to hear that from you guys because that's exactly yeah. how we feel yeah and even even thinking about that right so just driving by myself for work sometimes i have to go to st louis and i drive there and drive back with my car um i'm sorry my bladder has less range than my car <laughs> I drink coffee, yes. my coffee, and I'm like, okay, 30 minutes for the charger, but my bladder is like, ah, oh, you gotta stop. <laughs> so, you know, take, take those, when you're driving, not towing, take your, those 10, 15 minutes in a charge to, I take it to literally like, take a breath, go get something, go to the bathroom, uh, answer a couple emails because they're popping in, right? My, my work mm -hmm. is still happening when I'm driving. So... You have to enjoy that. And the other thing is um, I had more range anxiety when I had a gas car before because I'm driving in the middle of nowhere and I'm like, I have 60, mile, 60 miles of range. I'm good. And I keep driving. I'm like, is there a gas station <laughs> where I'm going? So I wouldn't know. Right now, I just let yeah. the car do it for me. I'm like, great. Let me know yeah. what I have to do and I'm good. Yeah, so true. It yeah. is. They don't put the gas station stops into your navigation when you have a gas car, but in the it's EVs, good. they do it for you. And sometimes I'm driving at one, two in the morning, getting to yeah. or from somewhere from one of my meetings. I'm like, is that gas station open? I don't know. Is that gas station a little sketchy? Well, the, the, the chargers can be sketchy too, but at least I'm in my car. I lock the car. I'm like, quiet, you know. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, and some of the, and, and that's the other, like when you're going into rural areas and stuff, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, you can just put your credit card into the gas station. Some of them do not have credit card machines nope. on them yet. Yep. <laughs> there are still gas pumps out there that don't have it. <laughs> My hometown. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he goes from a town of 100, so he knows <laughs> all about the rural areas. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, so what's some of your favorite like gear? What what's the stuff that you guys love to bring with you when you're going out on your trips and you know, whether it's you're towing or you're just headed out on a on an EV trip? Um you should get one of them. Yeah. We we have one of them here that ah. we just highly recommend everybody get one. These Anderson. Oh, oh yeah. Them. They yes. are amazing. The best. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. basically these just help us level the campers yeah. so but yeah so they'll go from it's like a half an inch all the way up to four yeah. inch of kind of and we only have one axle so we only need one of them yeah um, nice he just he calls me and i put the level on the back and i talk to him on the phone i'm like keep coming keep coming okay good and then it takes i don't know five minutes maybe to level yeah, the yeah. camper we don't have to put any blocks there's no measuring there's no like oh crap like yeah, I can't go again and come back and yeah we've yeah it has made a huge difference um in yeah. our setup time because you know yeah, like, yeah stacking cool. those blocks going back and forth okay go back down we need more okay go back down oh <laughs> nope that was too much go back again <laughs> yeah no that's probably the best thing that we decided 
to get when we first started was those mm -hmm. just makes life so much easier. So, and yeah. it's not complicated. You just stick it there. You put your level on the back of the trailer. You, I, mean, I just call him on the phone and tell him when to stop. And then we put yeah. the chocks in and then we can keep going and, and yeah. it works really easy. So, yeah. But um, the other thing we like to have is um, we have an Osprey baby hiking backpack. Oh. And um, our son thinks that that is the greatest thing that they ever existed. <laughs> it lives in our coat closet. And he, if he finds it, he goes and he drags it out of the coat closet and tries to climb in it. Let's <laughs> yep. go he, for a hike, Mom. He's like, let's go. And he'll fall asleep in it. When we, when we just traveled and through the airport, we actually took that instead of a stroller. And oh, nice. he, it fit in the overhead bins. We could take the stairs. We didn't have to wait for the gate check at work. It's been the best piece of equipment. And every time we saw someone rolling with a stroller, heavy issues with, you know, the escalator or anything, oh, yeah. we would just silently look at each other and be like, yeah. <laughs> backpack. backpack. It was great. Yeah. Because it's just fast, easy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's nice. Same thing with camp. You don't need a stroller, right? Just put yeah, him in the back no. and he's going to enjoy the view like, like us. Except for that yeah. he slept a lot in it. <laughs> but we'll like be like 10 minutes in and he's like, and I'm asleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to hike still, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You can fall asleep. And I think the last gadget I wanted to show is that we have a Bluetooth uh, electronic brake controller. Oh. Or the car. So this is it. You just plug this side in the car mm -hmm. and then plug this in the trailer mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. And it it goes to my phone electronically and I can open all the settings and the brake settings and everything using using this. Um, I mean, I could have we could have a hardwire one in the, the Model Y, but I just don't, didn't want to mess with all those wires and yeah. mess you with it. So this works yeah. really well. The problem is the car doesn't turn this on because it has the 16 volt battery, this new lithium ion battery. So if you plug into the car, this stays off. So it actually uses juice from the battery in the camper, the 12 volt in the camper to turn it on. That took us a little while to figure out. <laughs> there was a lot of like, I don't understand why this isn't working. Why are the lights yeah. not working? And then we're like, well, it's working now, but now it's not working. So, but yes, it had, it, power comes from the trailer for this in the newer Teslas with the 16 volt batteries. So. But that's super nice because the having to hardwire it in and then, you know, it's not like a truck where they've thought through it and there's right. better spaces for it. You know, it's like when we had it in the, the Model X, you know, it was like where we got in the door and like Steve's, you know, dodging his knees so he doesn't knock into it where it was hiding under the dash. So that's nice to not hardwire it. Yeah. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> I knew yeah. it existed. Yeah. I just didn't know how well it worked. Yeah, and you just leave it on in the phone, and uh, there's a big red button right in the middle of the phone that if you actually need to, to press the brakes, you just push on it, and it activates the brakes. So nice. it works It works well for us. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. And you can set, like, the gain in it and everything mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, the sensitivity and the strength of the braking, you can set up and down and... Yeah, the, the sensitivity is a little, it's a little tricky with the regen. Yeah. Because you don't want the regen to activate it, because I want to use all the juice from the regen. Yeah. 
right? Mm -hmm. All everything that the trailer can give me, I want it. Mm -hmm. So you have to. Uh, I the sensitivity is very low. That's what I mm -hmm. use. But I have the the brake power to be a little higher because when I really want it, I want it to work, right? Yeah. yeah. So sensitivity is slow because of the the regen, but the brake actually breaks really well. So nice. So you just set that all on the phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything yeah, on the phone. Around. Nice, I like yeah, that. That's super cool. I don't need that, but I'll probably get that. <laughs> <laughs> More <Good>. gadgets. <laughs> need all the gadgets. Um, so what's what's your best like tip for people that are you know wanting to tow with their EV? What what advice do you guys have for them? Uh, first of all, get all the adapters. Get the CCS. <laughs> I mean, Chatamo is dying, but get the adapters, get the campground adapters, everything you can get, because you're yeah. going to get somewhere and be like, I wish I had that adapter. <laughs> yes. so. And take all and you can't just go to Walmart. Yes. And take all of them with you. Yes. Don't be like, oh, I don't think I'll need this one. Just, just take all of them. You might need them. It's just easier yeah. to have them with you. So, um, Definitely. And then, like we were talking about earlier, just like, just go with the flow. So it's it's an adventure. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. take your time, enjoy. You know, if you have to stop somewhere, you just you know just do it, and you know stop at the things at the side of the road, and you know go for a walk or find a real find real food and not fast food to eat if you're hungry. So that's yeah. always nice. Uh, one uh, fun trick with a Tesla, right? But I, I don't know how the review and our F-150 work on that is uh, we have a camping setting, like oh, a I camping know. profile mm -hmm. where the headlights don't come on at night. The car doesn't beep when you lock, when it's locking, uh, you know, sentry mode is off. And we also turn off Bluetooth when you're in, we're in the camper because the car can open if your Bluetooth is on in the camper. But yes, it's too close. We blinded a couple yeah. neighbors. We're like, oh, we should go in and shut the lights off so that we yeah. don't. Sorry, taking that, but yeah, having a camping mode setting is your neighbors will appreciate it. <laughs> yes, yeah. So the Rivian has it. The Lightning doesn't, but the Lightning's more traditional in the in a, the, how it acts as a car. You know, like well, they just updated the phone as keys. So oh yeah, that's oh, where it will. That's so nice. we haven't actually uh been camping with it yeah. since then but yeah you're exactly right i mean if those devices get too close to it it'll turn and turn yeah. lights on and it's like yeah so and they're or somebody they're very in. bright which yeah. is good for driving but less good for your camping neighbors <laughs> yeah yes sorry guys didn't mean to make it daylight over there <laughs> pretty much and our our model x never had the phonus key was interesting. Yeah. What was interesting when we went from the Model 3 and then we went to the Model S with the, even though it was newer, the technology was older. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I missed a lot of, I left, I tried to leave without the physical key every time I drove it. Yeah. I yeah. Like, why isn't it starting? And he's like, do you want the key? And I was like, why does it have <laughs> don't need yeah. to have a key i just want to take my i just want to leave with my phone and get in the car and have it go i'm like why do yeah. i need a key yeah. but yes yep once you've I, had it it's hard it's hard to go back <laughs> yeah, yeah these two vehicles are our first with the phone is key and so uh, nice 
Yeah, it's yeah, and for some odd reason, Ford's not putting it in the new Lightnings. I don't know why. Oh, so it's pretty sad. Yeah, <laughs> it's very sad. Yeah, yeah, it's. So. I I love it. It's the it's the greatest thing. I think we kind of have a unicorn because they're not putting massaging seats. They're not yeah. putting uh-uh. key. They're not putting <laughs> something else. I can't remember what it is. Um, and the new ones. Like, yeah. yeah, I think it's all supply chain issues. So I don't know if they'll reintroduce it later. Um, <clears throat> early on, the phone is key. They were talking about security problems, but I don't know. I don't know if that's the reason for phone is key not being in it. But anyways, this is a beautiful thing. Yeah, you're right. Camping mode on Tesla and Rivian is good for yeah. people. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm gonna make sure we don't forget anything that's like we wanna. Oh yeah, um, like planning. What do you guys do for planning your trips? Like, do you just plug it into your car and go, or do you guys have other other apps or or things that you guys use to help you guys plan your trips? Uh, we, I use Andre, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he mostly looks at the map and is like, "Oh, we can go about to here, and we can go about to here." But if I had to do it, I'd probably use a better route planner because you can adjust your kilowatt usage and say, okay. "I know I'm going to use this much, and I want to arrive with this number of percentage," and then it does all those calculations for you. Yeah, uh, which is nice. He also uses Windy a lot to look at headwinds and tailwinds and how that's going to affect our, you know, if we're driving directly into a headwind, we know we need to be a little more conservative with our charging. If we've got a huge tailwind, then, you know, maybe we can skip that charger if we need to. So, yeah. and then he would, then he watches his scan my Tesla app and says, we have X number of kilowatts. We can go 18 miles. <laughs> that sounds great. And we go there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. That that's sounds great. That's the same thing. Even when he's driving, I'm like, hey, are you sure? Do you need me to add the calculations up one more time to make sure we're, we're going to make it? <laughs> well, and I use, I use Windy even for work on a daily basis when I have to go somewhere far from a charger. For, for example, uh, Wilmar, Minnesota, there's, that's like a black hole in Minnesota. There's nothing there. So if I have to go there, I have to look at Windy and say, do I need to charge 5% more here in uh, clear water in the I I-94 to make it there and back? Or there's no wind today, so I'm actually okay. I can, I can make this route. So I use it daily, honestly. And you use yeah. recreation.gov too, right? Yeah, for like all the websites for searching for and booking campsites and things yeah. like that. Um, are you guys usually doing like an electrical site or do you guys go like off the grid when you go camping sometime or? We can't really with our camper. Um, we, the battery could run. Yeah, we only have the 12 volt battery. It can run the okay. lights. Yeah. And that's yep. about, and the 12 volt like, it has a 12 volt plug in it and that's about all we could run. So we can't do the 110 plugs. We can't run the air conditioner, the fridge and the heat run off of the propane so then we would just use more propane yeah we've thought about working on getting extra batteries and things like that so we could do more off the grid camping mm -hmm. um right now then, we just don't have the payload for that we have the payload for that <laughs> also yeah. with the toddler we're going to be at a regular campsite anyway and yeah. they seem to be since we're not looking for the 50 amp we don't need a 50 amp site 
the 30 amp sites are plenty so we don't really have a problem finding i haven't really had much of a problem finding those um, and we do it doesn't have like bathroom or shower facilities in it so we can't get we can't get too crazy off the grid with that yeah yeah, yeah. so have you guys had run into any trouble with charging at the campgrounds like or has it been pretty smooth sailing we've not had anybody have any issues with us um honestly the other way around they're interested they're yeah. curious yeah they're asking questions and and we we've been to a private campground once that's where i thought oh they're gonna yell at us or something no the guy was asking questions and he's like oh great you're charging that's great and yeah no yeah and so far the grids have been fine for us to charge to have the if we have a 50 amp post we can do the camper on the 30 and the car on the 50 and then if we have a just a 30 amp site then we put the camper on the 30 and either plug the car into the 110 or we have 110 outlets on the outside of our camper we plug the car into the outside of the camper as well yeah. so depending on how long our cords are so but nobody's been told us we have to take it on off or unplug it or been concerned about us using electricity uh, probably our post at the charged rally was the most exciting <laughs> post. Um, yes, that the, that's, that that's the one. That's the one you have a short on with all yes, the <laughs> Our post. Like, there's even like extra cords hanging over the top of it yeah. that weren't being used at the time. It was that was, that post was it was loaded down. That's for sure. It's <laughs> a trigger moment for a lot of we people. We never had any power problem. I mean, it no flickered. We never shorted it. it it all it did fine we were charging i think the guy behind us is his x r y my dad's mm -hmm. three and the model model y with the airstream and the, that the we're not gonna go into the other one with the airstream <laughs> uh, yes and then our camper we're all yeah. plugged into that one post yeah yeah it was it, a lot <laughs> it was a lot it worked great though with the 30 amp, have you always found it to be uh, enough to actually charge your car to if you just go to a place that has just 30 amp? Well, I just plug it into the 110. Honestly, when I go to those, because I want the 30 amp to feed the, the camper. Um, when we're camping, we're not there for short period of time right we're kind of mm -hmm. weekend warriors because we we have full-time jobs and they require us to be somewhere all the time mm -hmm. like when the shuts down happened it didn't change a thing for us our yeah. lives were yeah. the same for the whole time except for traffic <laughs> yeah. traffic was great but, <laughs> great during then <laughs> yeah so we so when we go somewhere we're like let's spend three days here right yeah. and i just make sure every time i'm at the campground if I'm at a 110, I'm plugged in. By the end of it, the car's charged. Yeah. yeah. So. And if we really needed to, we could just unplug the 30 amp and plug the car into it while we were hiking or something like that and didn't need the energy to run the trailer and it would be fine. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So it's not, not a big deal. I mean, we're, like I said, we're not in a rush. We just want to enjoy it. We, we want to have the time. If we're taking a break, we, we might as well just take a break yeah. and go with it. Definitely. Nice. So, yeah. 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 Well, thanks for sharing your guys' story with us and telling us a little bit more about how you, how you do everything. And yeah. Yeah. I appreciate all of the gadgets and the 
tricks and numbers, of course. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was great to meet you guys in, in at the Charge Rally, and we're yes. still planning and seeing how we can make it to the next one. So yeah. yes, I hope it's going to be great. Yes, it was a long was drive fun. from here, so we may have yeah. a setup that we bring, but we'll see. Well, yeah. we'll pick that one a little closer. <laughs> yeah, it's we we're hoping everybody can make it back out again because we had a great group out there and everybody had awesome setups and I I really really did like your guys's like not only does your car look great like the light and stuff inside your guys's camper I just I loved it I was like ooh I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, thanks for talking to us guys and we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Thanks Thank a lot. you. Thanks for listening. Find all of our show notes at allelectricfamily.com slash allelectricconversations. Be sure to connect with us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at All Electric Family. Find us on Twitter as All Electric Fam. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this story, please be sure to share it and hit that subscribe button. Leave a review and help inspire others to hit the road. Until next time, stay charged.